Get your pen and paper ready. It's time for another edition of The The Flex. The absolute best fantasy football podcast in existence. I'll say this, not to say that I disagree, but... I disagree. Oh my God. Presented by Broadway Sports. All right. Flexers ready? Welcome on into the Flex, brought to you by Broadway Sports Media, partnered with 440 Sports. Head on over to broadwaysportsmedia.com for all of our great content. And I want to say a quick thank you to Truly for the awesome koozie. Thank you so much for your non-paying sponsorship of this show. This thing is awesome. It's going to come in handy. And I'd also like to thank uh, our own Robert Greenlaw for sending it to me and for not putting enough postage on it. So I had to pay for my own letter to receive my house. Although I was going to get destroyed. So here I go, Zach. I think you have one too, if you want to show it up. To uh, the well, computer. you can't see it. We'll sort it. Oh, <laughs> trust me, it's there. It looks a lot like that. So, and. But I sent the exact right amount of postage for Zach, just so everybody knows. Who knew that it was so expensive to send a letter down to uh, Spring Hill, Tennessee, compared to Nashville? (laughs) Who would have thought? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, well, I wasn't letting this one be destroyed. I knew what what it was. was, Did you get yours, uh, Justin? Uh, No. His address. Uh, Out west. Oh, he has a Texas address. He he doesn't want that. That became your koozie then, Greenlaw, as far as exactly. I will say this is a very secure top on the koozie. Yeah. It's very hard to get their own cans in there. It's yeah, a, it reminds me a lot of, you know, like condoms and stuff, but, you know. Yeah, those small ones don't go on well for you, do they? Yeah. <laughs> so welcome into this week. Uh, just moving past, a little bit of a different format for everyone. Listen, we're going to skip the injury news and everything. If you haven't picked up your backups for your injuries or your replacements by this time, you've already missed the waiver cutoff for your leagues more than likely. Not more likely, you have. So what we're going to do instead is tune into the Fantasy Overtime at 10.30. Get to the time right this week, Ryan. 10.30 Central right before the kickoff so that you can get your last-minute fantasy advice, tips, tricks, and injury news from our own JG and Zach. They'll lead you through those things, so look for that section there. So moving on here, let's move straight into our who did we hate and what did we learn section. So, JG, start us off with some passion here. What did you hate from this weekend? Well, it's not just this weekend. I mean, this season in general, I would say that from a fantasy standpoint, I'm a little frustrated with a few guys. Joe Mixon, what's going on there, bud? You know, you ended last season so hot, and I'm just waiting for that to come back. Kenyon Drake, like, I don't know, the Cardinals forgot what running the ball was against the Lions last week, and Kenyon Drake just hasn't really been there much. But the guy I got to go off on is Cedric Wilson. Who is this guy? Man, he sure made us look dumb Sunday. Oh, where'd he come from? I mean... we're all in on every part of this Cowboys offense, and rightfully so. I mean, down to Cedric Wilson. Just, we didn't know who he was, and here's the deal. He was in the game just to spell C.D. Lamb, play from the slot, and rack up that slot production that we all predicted would come against the Seattle defense. It's just C.D. Lamb. It just wasn't C.D. <laughs> Lamb. So sure. thank you, Cedric Wilson, for making us look like fools on the However, I think I would Go ahead. Because I will give us half a point because we got we at least we nailed the team, we nailed the position. We just eh, it was the wrong. I person. mean, Ceedee Lamb had a fine day. It wasn't a yeah, great day. It wasn't a winning day. It wasn't, it wasn't a top Gallup day. day. It wasn't, yeah, exactly. it wasn't a good enough day for me to be considered right in my sit in my start pick. But hey, you know what? That I think at one point during the game because I have I'm a Dak Prescott uh, fantasy owner and sleeper, and they send you an alert whenever he scores. 
And I think at one point in our Slack message, uh, I go, who the fuck is Cedric Wilson? <laughs> like, hey, who did. is this guy? Because, like, <laughs> it messed everything up. I mean, for the for my DFS, for our fantasy overtime, we probably owe a couple of people apologies for saying, you know, to start CeeDee Lamb because it, it was – that should have been him. Yeah, I had the same experience with Sleeper because I own Dak in our league. And when it went off, I saw the C and I thought, oh, great. CD Lamb just had a great reception. And then I saw Wilson. I was like, that's got to be a typo. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> I think his first two catches were his first two touchdowns of his career. <laughs> oh, so. Congratulations. He had a heck of a day. So that is a good enough reason to hate whatever's going on there. Congratulations to him, though. Zach, start us off with another. What are you hating right now out there in the fantasy uh, landscape? I hate Sean McVay, and I hate Sean McVay, and I hate Darrell Henderson because those guys screwed me over big time this this offseason. I was a big believer in Henderson coming out of college. I'm a Memphis grad. I, I mean, if you're a Memphis running back, I believe in you. And Memphis U, you know, Tony Pollard and Antonio Gibson, D'Angelo Williams, I mean, big string of them. Kenneth Gainwell, Gainwell is going to be coming out soon. But – he was very pedestrian in his rookie campaign last year, even when they tried to give him the ball. And then he was just lackluster all offseason. All you heard was that he was the odd man out. He's number three, a firm number three, and it's going to be Malcolm Butler, Cam Akers, and it's going to be the Cam Akers show. Right. And here we are. We come in. He starts the season, three, three carries for six yards. Okay, well, then there you go. Then Malcolm Brown went off, and Cam Akers ain't doing anything. Then Malcolm Brown goes down, Cam Akers goes down. And this motherfucker goes 12 for 81, 2 for 3, and 40 yards in the air. Two total touchdowns that game. Not only that, he gets two total touchdowns this last week and goes for 20 carries for 114 yards, and he's seventh in the league right now in yards per attempt with 5.7. I hate him. I hate him because I don't have any shares of him. And I want all the shares of the Memphis running backs. And I am pissed because I was told that he was going to be a nobody. And here he is being an RB1, clear RB1 for the LA Rams. And he's probably going to be that way for the whole season. And some freaking lucky loser in all my fantasy leagues just happened to get uh, Darrell Henderson when it came down to the waiver wires. And I got screwed. I got screwed because I hate Sean McVay. Hey, who has Henderson in our in our sleeper league? Oh, I don't know. I'm just sure some loser. Well, there you go. Hey. <laughs> I had him on my bench last week because I wasn't a believer either. So now I am. He's he's firmly in there now. So we'll see. Let's see if I can get some more production out of him. Hopefully he hasn't gone to the, he hasn't uh expired his well from there. All right, Greenlaw, what do you hate? I hate Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne is the kind of quarterback. So does Ron that, Riviera. <laughs> yeah. And Rivera. Rivera. Ron Rivera. He, and he, he has good reason to. Dwayne River, had, Boat, Rivera, <laughs> Ron. River, well, what is it? Isn't the Riviera an actual river? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, so is that where Zach's getting it from? Yeah. Potentially. Let's go down the so, Amazon Riviera. <laughs> Well, I think that's where Ron would like to throw Dwayne because Dwayne has been horrible this year. He's got two, he's got four touchdowns through three games and, and three interceptions, which he threw all against the Browns this, uh, this past week. He's so bad. He's not bad enough to just check it down to Antonio Gibson, which would be great for yes. this podcast. You know, 
big Antonio Gibson guys, and he's he's ruining his value. There's there's no value in the passing, or I should say, not enough value in the passing game for Gibson, who's a home run threat every time. And Haskins is so bad, he can't even find him on the checkdown to get those easy yards for us and for himself. So, Dwayne, you're on the list. I am ready for some Alex Smith in Washington. Me too. Like, like get it. Let's just get it over with. Dwayne Haskins wasn't the guy. I don't care what at Titans tape on Twitter says and tried to convince <laughs> me all freaking offseason that Dwayne Haskins is really good down the stretch, guys. No, he sucks. He's get him terrible. off the field. Put in Alex Smith. Let's get this Washington football team train rolling on the offense and get Antonio Gibson his touches and his receptions. So let me ask, who do you think is going to end up with Trevor Lawrence? The Jets or the Washingtons? <laughs> Probably. I mean, the Jets are the worst team in football, right? They're, they are a disgrace every week. So they'd have to get a win. Well, except for this back, week. Right? Except for this week. They'd have to get a win somewhere, wouldn't the they? The problem is that they have to get rid of – I mean, I assume they would fire everybody, but they also decided on keeping Adam Gase over Jamal Adams this offseason. So, who knows? <laughs> well, I'll say this. Like, they really don't need a quarterback because they have future MVP James Morgan on the roster who will eventually be taking over the spots for Sam Darnold, which I called. Jokingly, maybe. I don't know. You'll never be able to get me to admit it. Hey, this show will be two for two on quarterback calls. Yeah. Me with Herbert and you with uh, Morgan. Yep. Take it. So I hate Justin Jefferson, not because if he had a bad day or not because I was promised anything, because why did you have to have the, your coming out party this last weekend? Why did you have to have it on the Titans? Why did you have to just go off? Thanks a lot. I also can't get you into my leagues now because I'm too far in the, down on the waiver wire. So I hate you this week, but congratulations. You and T Higgins had your coming out party, and I think that's just the start of some beautiful things there for both of y'all but I hate you. Oof. Yeah, I'm with you. How do you feel about that, Greenlaw? Hatred for former LSU. Here's, and, here's, and, I, and this is a guy Listen, I want to let that go. LSU, I think, college I doesn't great. matter. In the yeah, so it's the guy who's talking about all of his Memphis running backs. Oh, well, that's different. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different it's, – it's a blue and silver tiger, okay? Yeah. It's yeah. different because Zach let it go and it, and it came back to bite him. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so let's go back and uh, Greenlaw, start us off with what did you learn or what have you learned? Well, I learned this past week that I had a suspicion, but it was confirmed Anthony Lynn is an idiot. That's what I learned this weekend. <laughs> he faced the worst rush defense in the entire NFL and he only ran it 24 times. Um, just what a disaster. And they ended up losing to the Panthers who – overall just have one of the worst defenses period and they couldn't they passed and it was a bunch of check downs Herbert didn't look great he employs a guy who impaled his starting quarterback's lung I mean not a lot of good things happening for Anthony Lynn 49. and he's a running backs coach like does anybody yeah, else not terrible. think that's weird 49 attempts for uh for Justin Herbert there that's a lot of attempts. And, and he was who we yeah. thought he was. Like, everybody wants to say that, you know, oh, after that one game, we warned. We warned after that one game that more tape on Justin Herbert and the other defense wasn't ready for him because he was a surprise star. Yeah, I did say that. Yeah. I did say that. Did so, you like, see the last play was. of the game, though? Did you see the last play of the game? Listen, listen. I know that, that you're a Marcus Stan and those one though. play. You like to cling to one play every game. It doesn't change who he is. It doesn't change that this team sucks. Sure, sure, sure. But if Austin Ackler was, like, paying attention to the play that they called in the huddle, which was a clear hook and ladder, and was, like, looking for the ladder part, 
Then Maybe he was afraid he was going to get stabbed by somebody. <laughs> he probably would have walked into the end zone. All right, whatever. He would have, but that doesn't change that they only ran the ball 24 times throughout the yeah. entire game. It's Horrible. not like they were getting destroyed. Lynn, where they he had knows to barbecue, pass. but he doesn't know how to run a fucking offense. Let's Whoa. just put it out there. You, you would think terrible. that this was the perfect recipe, too, for going with your young backup quarterback right before game time, not trying to put too much on him, correct? Like, you would think that that would be the perfect recipe, plus the defensive rank for, right, for defending the run. Boom. Big day for your running backs. No, not the case. Well, and here's the thing. Let's let's talk about this real quick. They just paid Austin Eckler. This is what makes – I'm mad at him thing. This is what makes the uh, analytics community be able to point at and say, see, you don't pay a running back. Is this Austin Eckler bullshit? But it's coaching malpractice is why you don't pay running backs, I guess, because it's not Eckler's fault he's not getting the ball. We called that he was going to get a touchdown, by the way, this week on the fantasy overtime. You, you but it's not play. his fault. It's it's freaking Anthony Lynn's fault that he is a running former running backs coach that came from the Buffalo Bills where they ran a lot, is not wanting to run the ball against the worst rush defense. It's 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 maddening. It is it is absolute coaching malpractice on Anthony Lynn's part. Stick to ribs, bud. And how did that game end? Like every single Chargers game in the history oh, yeah. of mankind where they were down by one score driving down the field and it didn't work out for them. All right. All right, Zach, give us something you've learned. Here's what I learned. And it's not technically based off of the week three performances for the next two weeks. I'm not playing any Titans players. That is what I learned. COVID is, has screwed up our coaching our coaching and our routine we're not even practicing. We're going up against the Steelers or we're going up against the Bills. And while the Steelers are fraud, we're not practicing probably all the way till Saturday. So no Steelers or no Titans players this weekend. And then we're on a short week. And then Buffalo, who has our number and is actually legit. No, I'm not starting anybody against them either. You just are going to – I think it's better to just sit certain – Sit these players. Maybe start Ryan Tannehill if you if you have to. I wouldn't say drop him to pick up someone else. But for right now, I'm not in the mood for playing any Titans players. So we don't know what Taylor Lewan's status is. That's another big one. I mean, it's just it's a mess. Fight for a fantasy football purposes. This team is a mess for the next two weeks. Red alert. Yeah. It's kind of an interesting situation. I mean, this is the first outbreak the NFL's had to deal with, and it just had to be the Titans, right? Yeah, it just had to be the Titans. I mean, I know that I'm probably in the minority, and people are going to be like, well, you got to play Corey Davis, and you got to play Johnny Smith, and all this stuff. But I'm just not feeling it right now for if you're looking for touchdowns, yardage, and immediate points, I just don't know if this is going to be the one, and this is going to be the next two weeks. I could see starting Janu just because he's been such. Well, there goes Ryan. But yeah, I, I, I figured it was starting, happening. I'm good. I could see starting uh, Janu just because he's been such a good, good tight end. But I agree with you on Corey Davis. Those guys who are fringe players, I wouldn't be starting them either. Yeah, you have, you have no idea what it's going to look like. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's a mess because it does ruin the routine. That's why I was wait, rooting for a bye week this week. Was get healthy. But also because the routine is already ruined. And if you, I posted up an athletic article on the F Words Pod um, Twitter uh, feed, and they say that the, it, that kind of routine, they pencil that in. So if your routine's already broken and you're so superstitious and you're so used to routine, 
why not just go ahead and take the bye week and then kind of get back into your routine that way? But it is what it is. I mean, we're playing. Let's go. I hope we win. But from a fantasy standpoint, like I feel like this is a no-fly zone for me. Uh, I think Ryan is back. But Graver, tell us what you learned. I learned that the Buffalo Bills are for real. I was kind of a downer still because they had only played the Dolphins and the Jets. But... I'm still a big believer in the Rams. I think the Rams are legit. I thought the Rams were going to win that game. They came back and almost won that game, and there was a weird penalty at the very end of the game that kind of decided things that I don't know if I agree with the call, but ultimately Buffalo did get the win, and Josh Allen came up huge in the clutch. Four he played, rushing touchdowns. Played against right? the, Yeah, and that, well, yeah, and he did well because no Zach Moss, so he's continuing to carry the load in the red zone, which I said before the season would regress away from being possible but I guess Josh Allen is a a rule breaker he's as good as Cam Newton in terms of running the ball near the goal line so that's what he is and I am sold I'm glad I got him in one league even though I was talking him down in the preseason Um, but the Bills I was skeptic and they showed me something I mean even if they had lost like just jumping out to a big lead like that against the Rams and then the clutch plays at the end of the game from Allen he still makes and a lot of mistakes. Without John Brown, by the way, like John Brown was a, a freaking goose egg, and they still got they got it done. Cole Beasley I mean, was the big guy. Thought yeah, someone else would have a big game, and it wasn't John Brown. It was Cole Beasley. Yep. And Devin Singletary had a really nice game too. Yes. Uh, and yeah, I it was, a, it was an okay game. He, he could he didn't get it in to the end zone on a direct yep. snap. So and then Josh Allen got like four rushing touchdowns right there at the line because they can't. Devin Singletary just can't get into the end zone when he's 10 yards out. When he's 50 yards out, he could probably get in the end zone. I don't know what it is, well, but it's crazy. They put up a force field when he's inside the red exactly. zone. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's just for the Bills. Just for the Bills. Just Ryan, you're back. Oh, I'm back, and I've learned something very valuable, guys. I've learned that my internet hates Zoom. <laughs> No matter what I do, no matter how I prepare, no matter what equipment I buy, it's going to drop me every once in a while. So apologies there. I also learned that you can't trust the juicy matchups. It doesn't always pan out. What I will say is I've learned is that you have to go with your gut a little bit. And if something's telling you and something's not right, don't do it. So even though I picked Gardner Minshew last week to have a huge day because of the matchup, it didn't come out because sometimes things just happen. and You have to be okay with it. And I've learned that I have to goose fraba those moments and be okay that you did the right thing by picking the smart matchup in the moment. Quickly, um, Josh Allen had four passing touchdowns on Sunday. And oh, one rushing it was touchdown. four passing? Oh. One, one rushing. Oh, wow. But they were all in the red zone, right? I, I just read like something about four touchdowns in the red zone. Yeah, potentially. Hmm. So it's like a <laughs> to like put that on the screen to correct instead of having to bring it back up. Kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, so now we've gone through. Have to do the screen part. <laughs> now you don't have to do the screen part. You're saving yourself work, and that's smart. That's that's forward thinking. So now <laughs> He's that we're really gone... confused right now, so this is probably a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> so now that we've done, what do we hate? What have we learned? Let's get into our sits and our starts, and just kind of looking back through it, <clears throat> I was able to rebound a little bit. Zach, thank you for giving us a chance here, and letting us. Catch it was up totally on purpose, by the way. Oh, yeah, I, I fully believe that it was. Uh, Justin, was there anything looking back, just, and let's do it like this. Instead of reviewing every pick, is there anything that you regret picking, the, the one thing you regret picking the most from your picks last week? 
I mean, I don't really have any regrets because I think the logic was good. Joe Burrow was QB 13, and CeeDee Lamb missed out on those two big plays. So those are my only two no's. So honestly, like, I feel like my method was okay, so I don't really regret. And you're welcome for the Melvin Gordon pick. Yeah. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> Greenlaw, what, what was the one thing that you possibly would have changed or one thing you regret? I think, I mean, even going back on it, I think I would have made the same decision. But starting Drew Sample, he went from nine targets and a half of football the week before to just one and one reception last week. I feel like it's going to even out a little bit um, as the season goes on. But, yeah, that was a little bit disappointing. Zach, how about you? I think my – and it, I'm really not disappointed because, I first off, I don't really wish injury on any player. But so far, I picked two Colts, sleep, uh, Colts wide receivers as sleepers, and both of them in back-to-back weeks have gotten injured. So, you know, I'm not picking any Colts this week, you know, for obvious reasons. But I've been di- – I'm off the throne. Now, I'm still in first place with a commanding 13-8, and eight, you know, lead. But, you know – I feel I had to go to the podium and answer the questions that I need to answer to those that really follow me. And, you know, I'm not going to be like Mike Zimmer, Mike Herndon's favorite coach at Mike Miracles. He loves Mike Zimmer. I'm going to be Mike Zimmer and try to bullshit and get mad at you guys for asking me questions. I failed. I failed this week. Ken and Drake did not play that well. Mike Jacecki somehow only still got tied in 21 against the dreadful Jacksonville Jaguars. For sheer luck, the Tennessee Titans somehow tied, got in a seven-way tie or something. I think it's five teams at number 10. Like, give me a break. And then John Brown Gusek. Look, I made the choices. I led you astray. But don't you guys worry. This week, you hear that? You probably don't because there's nothing coming out. But... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is the sound of me shuffling papers that also sounds like money because I got – I'm going for a perfect week right Just here. Just holding nothing. What is that? So looking back on mine, the one thing that I guess I've learned before we get into next week's pick is – or the one thing that I regret is is Curtis Samuel just because it feels like this whole season I've been trying to believe in him, that he was going to have a bigger part in this offense, and then especially with McCaffrey going down for a few weeks, thought he was really going to step in and, and take up some of that junk. It's just not happening for him. He's still just getting those seven to nine points a game. And Curtis got, Samuel I got, I got is the go. Jared Cook of wide receivers. Until he leaves the Panthers, it goes to another team. He won't be fantasy relevant, and then he'll only be fantasy relevant for like three weeks. But those three weeks, you'll be like, see, I told you guys, this is what can <laughs> Curtis Samuel could do. Yeah, so I've got to let him go, and I've also probably need to drop him on my fantasy rosters from drafting him, even though I thought it was a great pick at the time. It's not feeling too great now. It is so, pretty hilarious watching Mike Davis and Curtis Samuel alternate either catching the ball or running the ball because they're completely different body types. Curtis Samuel looks fairly natural when he does things, and Mike Davis doesn't. He looks like some random guy that they pulled off the street and said, here, go do this, but he's actually effective at it kind of like C.J. Anderson a couple years ago when the Rams ran him down the stretch. So it's just – it's funny when you watch them play how different they play, and one of them that you think would be great is actually terrible. So let's get into our sits and starts, and I'm going to kick us off this week at quarterback like we always do, and I'm going to give my sit first. This one's going to sound crazy, especially with what the season's been doing and we've been saying last week, don't doubt him, but I'm saying sit Josh Allen this week. 
and it's a go big or go home. Listen, I don't. This love, is listen, listen. This is an it. onion hanger. Okay, here's the thing. I don't love it, but I had to go with the rules this week where I had to pick somebody within the top 12. I didn't, it was either him or Kyler Murray, okay? I also, guess I could have also picked Tanhill, but I don't want to put that jinx out there in the world, okay? So I had to go with either one of those two guys, and I figured, hey, why not? Because at some point in time, Allen's got to stop doing this, right? At least for one week, you would think. I hope. Maybe I'll be right. Maybe I'll be hey, wrong. Listen, one if any team's going to do it, it could be the Raiders. Like, I mean, they're point. not a bad football team. I mean, look, depending on your the how you look at it, we'll get into it a little bit later because I think we all got players in the Raiders and Bills and we're all going to be throwing out stats. But sure. the, I will say this, it's a, it's an onion hanger. Like, I like it, though. Like, if you're going to come into this and we – per our rule, you have to pick someone out of the top 12 to not place in the top 12 this week. It's an onion hanger. Like it. Go for it. Go big. Yeah, and this is – Arguably, and I looked the stats up, Graver, before because I know the face you're going to give when I say this. This is the best pass defense he's gone against this season. They edged out the Rams by a little bit, so technically I'm correct. They're the best pass defense he's gone against statistically. Whether that means they're the best players or not, whatever, but it's just it seems like a perfect storm for him to to, to have a little bit of a setback game. Not saying it's going to be terrible, but he's going to finish out just outside the top 12, and that's all I need for this to be a win. So that's why I'm going with Josh Allen. Fair enough. Well, what do you guys think? I mean, yeah. like, I know I talked him through it out there. What do y'all think of his pick? I mean, I feel like the things you're saying are true. If he, if, you know, if we're going at this theory that all four of his touchdowns passes came from the red zone, which may or may not be true, I don't know, then that's <laughs> bound to regress. Something. I swear to God, I read something. <laughs> that's bound to regress if, if it's true. Then, you know, he may score less touchdowns. Uh, I do think that it's possible just because we'll get into this when I get to my pick, but the the Raiders' run defense is so bad that maybe Josh Allen doesn't need to pass. Yep. So, so. We'll, a little little look ahead there. So Zach, give us your start at quarterback this week. Buds, as you can see, I am at the Great Advice podium with my celebrity twin Ryan Fitzpatrick. We have the same uh, size beard. If you look on the YouTube video, you'll see that I have a full beard just like him. So. Go to Broadway Sports Media's YouTube page, subscribe, and then we can have the vanity URL. I just, that's all I want. Is a vanity URL to throw out there for YouTube, so just do that. So, Ryan Fitzpatrick plays the Seattle Seahawks, and I am all in on some Ryan Fitzpatrick. And let me say this, his game's coming three, so this is the last good game that you're going to get for a while from Ryan Fitzpatrick. So, double down, get you all Ryan Fitzpatrick doing in some DFS. The Seahawks allow the second most quarterback points per game with almost a 30-point per game average so far this season. They have back-to-back weeks, Ryan Fitzpatrick does, of being QB7. So these back-to-back weeks combined, excuse me, he is QB7. The Seahawks allow 430.7 pass yards per game do you all know what Ryan Fitzpatrick's co- completion percentage is right now? Anybody want to guess? 73. Greenlaw? Uh, 74. Graver? 75. 71.1, which is still no, a, all just lose. as impressive as no. your guys' numbers because that's a lot of completed passes. <laughs> this is a must start. You have to start Ryan Fitzpatrick. Don't be cute and try to play the Seahawks defense because you think that, oh, it's the Miami Dolphins are coming in town. No. 
Games coming three. He's got two good games under his belt. This game's coming. Then after this, never play Ryan Fitzpatrick again for the rest of the season because he will get benched for Tua sooner rather than later because his three-game streak's over. Yeah, no argument. I picked up Ryan Fitzpatrick in three leagues today after waivers process, so I didn't use a claim or any money on him. I'm definitely going to probably start him in the leagues where I have Matthew Stafford and Ben Roethlisberger unless... I may start Roethlisberger because the Titans defense has been terrible against the pass and stuff, but I don't know how that game... I mean, what's the deal with that game? It's going to be a weird 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 game. game. Let me me say something. If you have Ryan Tannehill, I would definitely keep Ryan Tannehill on your roster, but go pick up Ryan Fitzpatrick if he's available. Like Quarterbacks like that, you want to keep if they have a bad matchup for one week. This is your streaming quarterback of the week. Look at him. He's majestic. I think it's important to note, too, that they're finally not asking Ryan Fitzpatrick to do too much. They got Miles Gaskin at running back now. Ryan Fitzpatrick does not have to be the lead rusher on this team. So, I mean, he's just being asked to sit back and throw the ball. I mean, he was Lamar Jackson before Lamar Jackson. Let's be honest here. He he paved the way for Taysom Mm -hmm. Hill. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Facts. Where do you want me to spot the lie? I can't. So, yeah, you can't. There's JG, give us, <laughs> not JG, for me. JG, give us your sit at quarterback. So, my sit at quarterback is none other than I believe this was Zach's sit at quarterback last week. Is that right? It's, you know, this is his third time on the quarterback sit list. Wow. Well, he was yeah. a start week one, but um, I said him. But yeah, uh, sitting Cam Newton this week. That's the guy. Cam Newton, quarterback of the Patriots. Cam Newton was a little disappointing against the Raiders because they were able to run the ball all day and didn't really have to throw it on him, and the Raiders' defense is terrible against the run. But the Chiefs are also terrible at defending against the run. The only way that the Ravens were able to move the ball against the Chiefs was by defending the run. I think the Patriots want to be, t- or sorry, by attacking the the only way the Ravens were able to move the ball against the Chiefs was by running it. They couldn't throw the ball. Lamar Jackson cannot throw the ball. The Chiefs' run defense is not very good. The Chiefs were able to get out to a lead in that game, so it didn't hurt them. I think that the Patriots are going to try to beat the Chiefs by controlling the clock, running the ball down their throats, which they will be able to do. So I don't think Cam Newton's going to be throwing a lot. The only caveat is that Cam Newton might run the ball himself against this defense because they're pretty soft, so if he gets a rushing touchdown then he may be a good value, but I still think he could end up with a rushing touchdown and be outside the top 12 quarterbacks this week because, A, the Chiefs are really good, and their run defense is not. So sit Cam Newton this week. Sorry, Big Cam, Super Cam. I do think he's worth rostering, but I got through that. That was fine. I mean, I think that's fine. You did a great job. I I think it's a risk because, like, we saw Cam – I don't know how Cam Newton landed, you know, at – quarterback 28 last week even though he had rushing touchdowns so like that's that's very rare for cam but that's what i'm saying though. I, I like it it's an onion hanger who's right? he throwing I mean, to it's, well exactly i mean like nobody and it, it's crazy that this team is gonna have to rely on him to be a rushing quarterback i mean like he's gonna have to be a running back hopefully damian harris's return maybe not this week but next week will help give them something and they can move sony michelle or james white to the slot because they don't really have anything going on right now greenlaw your start at quarterback 
So Ryan was talking earlier about how you got to go with your gut just now, every now and then. And I'm going to go with Gardner Minshew. He had a really poor performance last week on Thursday Night Football, but I'm just going to throw it out the window. I'm all I'm back in on Mustache Mania, and he plays the Bengals, which I was a little surprised. They only give up 15 points per game to quarterbacks and fantasy, but I could see this heading his direction. I think they get uh, Chenault involved in some of the short passing game. Don't you, you tease me with Chenault because this happened to me well, last week and bit. I started Chenault. I know. A little bit of Chenault, a little bit of James Robinson. They've been using him a lot out of the backfield uh, recently. So even if he gets one of the a little check down touchdown or a couple of those, he'll be in the, the top 12 quarterbacks, I think. And who the Jags play the Bengals? The Bengals, I, I, yeah. I think that's I think that's a, a good pick. I, I think it's, he could get into the top 12. But that probably out of out of the people you could choose now, the top 12, I, that, he's probably at the hardest hill to climb, in my opinion. I think that the, you mentioned the 15 points per game allowed. They've played against Tyrod Taylor in week one in a game where the Chargers did actually commit to the run. We were mad about that earlier. They played against Carson Wentz last week, who was just like, I don't know what is going on with Carson Wentz, but he cannot complete. I mean, he's just leading the league in turnover-worthy plays. His accuracy is all over the place. So, you know, and then Baker Mayfield had a pretty decent game and had a big, long play, a few plays downfield. So I think looking at the quarterbacks they play, it's only three-week right. sample size. That explains And the Bengals are giving up tons and tons of points to running backs. To running backs. Nick Chubb uh, ran so, all over them. Right, exactly. So I think, like I said earlier, they're going to get James Robinson involved in the pass game here too. So I, I do think he's able to hurt them. Could this be a Chris Thompson sleeper game? Never. Never, never Chris Thompson sleeper game. <laughs> okay, uh, Greenlaw, give us your running back sit of the week. So I'm, I'm here, going, okay. I can hear well, everything. Well, we heard you say shit, so yeah. yeah. My camera just decided you. to stop working and I couldn't get it come back. Your computer was making a lot of noises. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I apologize. I'm a little frustrated right now. This is I need I need better equipment. Someone sponsor us. God dang it. Did you pay the postage on all your equipment? Is that the problem? I did. Here? <laughs> you so know my, you gotta pay your email man money to give you where, where are we? We sitting we sitting uh, running backs there, uh, Green Greenlaw. Laws, Greenlaw's sitting running back. Yeah, so I'm gonna go with Jonathan Taylor against the uh, the Bears this week. Um, Nick Foles maybe put some some points finally on that uh, Indianapolis defense so maybe it's a little bit of a shootout and Philip Rivers actually has to pass the ball plus Jonathan Taylor didn't have a great week this past week um, maybe teams are figuring out they just commit to stopping the run and they can well it, it was the Jets so if you can't run on the Jets I don't know who you can run on really that's a good point I mean like you know maybe I don't know I don't know what to make of this Colts team because they're kind of performing a little bit above expectations, mm -hmm. but then, like you see, that Philip Rivers leads the league in completion percentage right now, seventy-eight point eight or something crazy like that. I mean, that's kind of crazy to me. That check. of all people, yeah, it's all checkdowns. <laughs> but Naheem Hines isn't coming back. I don't think he's still limited participant. So they're a relatively healthy team, and sometimes healthy teams perform above expectations, especially in a in a year where everybody's down because they only have three people on the injury report besides the people they've already put on AIR. Well, Malik Hooker's done for the year. Yeah. Paris Campbell's out. 
right now. But it doesn't seem to affect anything. I mean, just like they just keep tru- trucking along. I know it's against the Jets, and but I like it. I like a Jonathan Taylor. But they're, they're kind of a gross fantasy team in general. You don't know who is going to produce besides Mo Cox, apparently. I was about to say, Mo Cox who is does the man. Anything. Yeah. For real. All right, Justin, who's your start at running back then? All right, I've been teasing this all episode already. Let's get to it. My starter running back is Devin Singletary. I'm not sure what Zach Moss's status is. He's been questionable in practice. Practice today. Practice on Wednesday, but we don't know where he's at in terms of this week. So to me, it doesn't matter if Zach Moss is back or not because, as I've said 15 times already, the Raiders' run defense is terrible. Not only is it terrible, it's the worst in the league when it comes to fantasy points allowed to running backs, allowing more points than any other team They've allowed two rushing touchdowns just to running backs in all three of their games this year. Rex Burkhead last week had three touchdowns, one receiving, two rushing. The Pats running backs combined for over 200 rushing yards last week. Doesn't matter if Zach Moss is back or not. Devin Singletary, to me, is worth a play here in this matchup. I don't know what happened to Ryan. He had a meltdown in the middle of that. I don't know if it had anything to do with what I was saying or if his equipment is just... So do, or do you think Devin Singletary is going to break off a big run? I is think that, he'll break off you've... multiple big runs, just like we saw Sony Michelle do in this game against last week against for the Patriots. And I think Josh Allen also is... The one thing I'm worried about in terms of Ryan's sit on Josh Allen is the same thing that I'm worried about when I'm saying to sit Cam Newton is... is jo- is Josh Allen going to run the ball a lot against this defense and pick up a lot of points from rushing? So I think this defense is not very good against the run. Like, really, really uh, bad. But are you, I, I agree with you, and I think that's a really solid start. However, I am wondering, are you worried about the force field that they put up? I think that as long as Devin Singletary starts the run from outside the 20-yard line, he will sense, get yeah. through the force field. So. I do. I do think he could break off a twenty-five, thirty-five-yard touchdown type deal in this game. How how fast does he have to be to break through the force field from fifty? Does it? I mean, like, we tell us they the yardage. I just turn it on after he's within the twenty-yard. Oh, they so just turn it they on. Start then. the run. Yeah, if they start the run at the twenty-one, he's fine. So gotcha. maybe that's the plan. Gotcha. That is the plan. That is the, the single, plan. The, the single. I feel like they're the singularity and the single Terry. That could we can make that a thing. We'll have to figure out the hashtag on that. Single, singular, singularity. Isaac, who's your sitter? This is my onion hanger, Josh Jacobs, who is currently in the top twenty-four running backs, is not gonna land in the top twenty-four running backs versus the Bills this week. That is the onion hanger, and that's that's how these sits work. If I sit someone, they can't be in the top 24. The Bills are the 10th best team against the run fantasy-wise. They're the 8th best team in the NFL in terms of yardage. And for the last two weeks, Josh Jacobs has been held to zero touchdowns. I know that there are wide receivers currently that will probably not play, and they'll probably rely on Josh Jacobs in the pass game a little bit. But I'm telling you right now, I'm just not feeling it against this Buffalo Bills team. I, I feel like the game's going to get away from the Raiders fairly quick just because of their injuries. And I think that Josh Jacobs is going to be slowly taken out of rotation. And I don't think he's going to be a really good running back start. He hasn't been a great running back start the last two weeks. 
and he the only good week where he got those three touchdowns were the three touchdowns against Carolina, and we all know the Carolina's the worst rush defense. It's an onion hanger. Mm. This is if I had to choose one of my picks that was definitely probably not going to make it. It's going to be the Josh Jacobs pick, but if he makes it, I look like a fucking genius. One thing you said is that the Panthers have the worst rush defense. Yeah, I know Josh Jacobs can't play against his own defense, but the Raiders are the worst. Are they the worst than the? They Panthers? are more allowing more well, points to running backs than because yeah. of what the. Chargers did not do last week. The Raiders were able to take over as the worst. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Blame sense. Anthony Lynn. Yeah. Coaching yeah. So in week are... one, the Panthers were the worst rush defense, and that's when he played them. So that's really all that matters. Fair enough. <laughs> My starter running back this week is going to be Todd Gurley. I think he qualifies. He's going to give us the Packers, who's giving up the third most points. Or excuse me, to running backs out of the backfield. He's seeing a high volume in that offense running the ball, and if the Atlanta Falcons are smart, they're going to throw it a little bit more to him too, given the matchup that they have. I know we've been saying that coaches are going to end up screwing us, and this is one that probably could come up and bite me right in the tail, but that's why I'm going with Todd Gurley this week as far as his production, what he's doing, and the matchup he's got against the Packers, and I have a feeling they're going to have to be in another shootout game and use a lot of checkdowns, a lot of a lot of stuff to get Gurley involved, not only in the run game, but also in the pass game late. Okay. I, I mean, like, he's running back 27. I think he'd be running back 24 this week. I, I hope he is. I'm trying to trade for him in multiple leagues just because I know that he's going to have an easy schedule, and he is the workhorse. Opportunity is king. I need some running backs. If you're listening to this, I need some running backs. All right. So I'll, I'll stick with it in our my sit at – receiver and we touched on this a little bit earlier uh about herbert but my sit at receiver is keenan allen and the reason is is because like justin alluded to last week the defense uh, is going to have a week to prepare for him now and throw some things at herbert and you're seeing that he wasn't particularly great he put up some decent numbers but he will overall the performance was kind of little mixed now they're gonna have a excuse me it's i think it's the bucks are gonna have a little bit more of a chance to prepare for him throw some things at him throw some disguises at him and so and there's no way here's the thing People are probably going to go, did you not see Keenan Allen last week and see the, the monster numbers? But, oh, yes, I did. He also got 18 targets. 19. Okay. The discrepancy, you corrected. I, the, the stat I pulled said 18, but whatever. He had 18 or 19 targets, but the point of this is still, that's ridiculous. It's not going to happen two weeks in a row, especially when you have a week to prepare and take his favorite target that is a safety blanket away. He may go to other things and have plenty of other options, but – Ken Allen's going to get taken away by, by Tampa Bay, in my opinion, and they're also going to throw some things at Herbert. So it's just kind of a double whammy. You're not going to have that production again. And they're going to prepare for him. He's not going to have the same kind of game. You might so as well just Allen. not start anybody from the Chargers. If you, if you need a win in week four, if you can get away with a, with a, with a loss or whatever, that's fine. Start him because you're going to fucking lose. Because, like, I'm not starting one dang Tampa Bay – or, uh, sorry, one, one dang Chargers player – this week not josh kelly not austin eckler because those are the really the only two viable people you got versus a tampa bay defense which is actually really really dang good and todd bowles is gonna eat justin herbert's soul in this whole anthony lynn offense yeah tampa bay is a great dfs defense to play this week yeah 100 agree that's why i'm sitting their offense if you have a chance to so zach give us another start or give us our first start 
rather. Devontae so, Parker. I'm going back to the Dolphins' well here. You got to double up on the Seahawks' defense. Parker leads all Miami receivers with 17 targets. He's five for five last week with 69 yards. Nice. Most targets for the wide receivers last week. And he is currently the ninth most consistent fantasy wide receiver week in and week out so far to start the year. And the Seattle Seahawks allow two receivers, 47.9 points per game. That's number one in the league. So that's the whole wide receiver core, obviously, not just the number one wide receiver. And their defensive points against, they are the third highest. So, like, I mean, they just allow everything. I mean, the Seahawks just allow everything. And right now, Devontae Parker is getting air target yards of 12.1. Again, DFS or even fantasy, take Ryan Fitzpatrick, take Devontae Parker, and then you put him in. That's what you got to do. And if you are watching on YouTube, you can see me taking their heads and putting them in. They put them in. Put them in. Every, everyone who plays the Seahawks defense until they uh, stop somebody's passing attack, put them in. I think after yep. three weeks, we know that this passing attack and this pass rush, they overrated what they had and probably should have tried to pay Jadavion Clowney. I think How after three dare weeks, you? We, well, I mean, they should have. I'm glad they didn't. <laughs> but I'm just saying that this, this team is not very good defensively, and this is a let Russ cook team. And they're, they have, in one season, the Seattle Seahawks have shifted their whole philosophy as a team. And they are a Kansas City Chiefs offense wins kind of team. And the rest of the NFL should take note because the rest of the NFL should be doing this and not worry about their fucking defense and just score points. Yep. Make offense great again. <laughs> yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick, oh Devontae Parker, put them in, buds. We're just going to go with my stupid webcam off of my computer because apparently the webcam I spend money on <laughs> does not want to operate tonight. So check the YouTube out for that. Uh, you'll make sure to you'll want to watch this YouTube absolutely because Ryan has been in and out. He's been hat on, half off, hat off. He's been flicking everybody off. It's been it's not y'all. It's the camera. It's, it's I hate this dang thing. This is not giving me problems before. Now it just, it just wants to cut out, cut in. I'm sure it'll cut back in here in a second and make me look just absolutely awful. Well, a lot uh, like the professional actress Myra Rose, I have not lost a beat through this whole thing and I've remained a professional and you know, I would like for <laughs> everybody else to remain the same. So, uh, it's, it's no, Moira, not Myra. Wait, I have a joke too. <laughs> you know, for a guy <laughs> <laughs> You know, for a guy who defends Waterburger, you've sure been in and out a lot tonight, right? Oh! Wow, got him. <laughs> Oh man! You hear that? In and out. We'll take your sponsorship. In and out, Supreme. Uh, We'll take Whataburger's uh, sponsorship as well. I mean, I will because I'm a whore, but you know, I don't (laughs) want it. Whataburger's fine. You people suck in your burger choices. Whataburger is just fine. It is an acceptable burger that is very good. Also, I'm not. I have never once trashed In and Out. I've never had In and Out, so I've even got. My, oh, my whole, you don't even know. Your my, my opinion point, doesn't even matter. My whole point has not been that that it's bad or it's good or or, or, or anything. It's that I don't know because it, or it's just that Whataburger's good. I don't. I'm not saying it's better than In and Out anyway. But I digress. Take me to Sonic. Yeah, yeah, but I had to say that because the joke was that you've been In and Out all night. So we got position it. Position is irrelevant, you. actually. 
Internet. Well, well, while you're uh, going there, Justin, take us away with your sit at wide receiver, please. Speaking of out, Zach's got his theme going with the uh, Seahawks playing against the Seahawks. I got my theme going here that I'm going to start with Terry McLaurin because I'm benching Terry McLaurin against the Ravens. This is a theme that I'm starting. Zach has a theme as well. That's what I was getting at there, you guys. Yeah, but it's Seahawks against Seahawks. I'm not starting Seahawks against Seahawks. No, you're taking advantage of players against the Seahawks <laughs> oh, defense. Is that what you said? Whatever. <laughs> I know you're confused. Regardless of what I said, <laughs> Terry McLaurin is playing the Ravens defense this week, and that, to me, is not a good time to start Terry McLaurin. You talked about it earlier when you got mad at Dwayne Haskins, but right now, Haskins is limiting the play. You, you got mad about Antonio Gibson. He's really limiting the play of Terry McLaurin uh, this week against the Ravens. With Baltimore coming off a loss, I cannot really see that changing. Ravens defense were, was very good this year until they had to play against Patrick Mahomes. So I just feel like they're going to completely shut down the Washington offense. McLaurin may get a little bit of production in garbage time, but not enough to justify a good start. So I'm I'm benching Terry McLaurin this week. And I, unfortunately, as much as I love this guy, I think you're just going to have to treat him as a matchup play going forward because against good defenses, Haskins is just going to be a disaster. I agree with everything you said. I heard everything you said and was not gone at all for any part of that. Greenlaw, give us your start at wide I'm receiver. I'm talking about this. Yeah, let's move it along. Okay. Wow. So, uh, so last week we talked, or this week we talked about the coming out party for T. Higgins, and I'm saying you should start him again this week against the Jaguars. So the Jaguars give up only the ninth. They're the ninth best team against wide receivers in fantasy. However, they've only faced I, – I don't want to get this wrong. They've only had 46 targets against them, which is not a lot. That's the, sec, or the third least in all of football. So there's some opportunity there for T. Higgins, who showed some rapport with Joe Burrow in the red zone, to get some red zone touchdowns uh, this, <laughs> this week. Good Lord, right? <laughs> Uh, and doesn't Joe Burrow like have an okay. insane amount of attempts as well? So like this is like a yeah. perfect yeah. storm. Yes, exactly. You want? It, I'm starting Burrow in a couple leagues where I've picked him up this week because he throws the ball it, instead of Ryan Tannehill because he throws the ball so much. It's hard not to start him because even though maybe the the yards per attempt isn't pretty, the attempts by themselves. I mean, he could have a you know a, a four yards per attempt and it would still come out to you know 300 yards passing or something like that fantasy football is not an efficiency game it is a volume (laughs) game yeah it's i like it i like this pick i think it's i think it is it's it's a big onion hanger because he has to get in the top 24 because that's the slot you put him in so you're talking about that this week t higgins is a top 24 wide receiver and i believe you i i do because of the attempts against the Jaguars that he'll obviously see because Joe Mixon kind of sucks. And just saying, (laughs) right now, Joe Mixon kind of sucks. And, you know, I like it. I was a little high on T. Higgins in this offense, and then he missed some time, so I kind of got a little out on him. But I like it. I like the T. Higgins pick. Thank you. This is a big big onion-hanging show, I think. Yeah. so I think we're doing really good at hang, hanging some onions out there. We flex right. our onions. <laughs> so go on to tight ends now, uh, Greenlaw. Stay with you. Give us a sit at tight end. Yeah, I'm going to sit Hunter Henry uh, 
we talked about the Bucks defense being having a really good matchup against the Chargers, and they're only giving up 8.6 points per game to tight ends anyway. So this is a big, big old sit for Hunter. I like it. Short, sweet, get to the point. I like it too. Justin, give us a start at tight end. All right. All you people out there who drafted Mark Andrews fairly early on, expecting him to escalate into the Travis Kelsey, George Kittle range, fear not. He still will. He's had a couple of really crappy games, and, you know, you just got to deal with that. But here's the deal. Four catches, 51 yards in his last two games. The Chiefs are a good defense, and honestly, Andrews had a rough night. A couple bad drops. I mean, they would have been tough catches, but he should have had both of them, one in the end zone. Against Philadelphia back in week one, Washington's defense had no answer for their tight end duo. This week against Washington, Baltimore, I mentioned it when I talked about scary Terry McLaurin. I'm all in on Baltimore this week, and that includes the offense getting back on track, which starts with their number one target, Mark Andrews. I have nothing. I agree. All right. So, Zach, since you agree one. I'm going to save you some time, Ryan, and I'm going to do my tight end and my defensive special teams in the same thing. My tight end sit is Noah Fant. My defensive special team start is the New York Jets. And let me tell you what's going to happen Thursday night football. First off, lowest ratings for Thursday night football probably ever. But <laughs> Brett Ripien is starting, who's Ripping. an undrafted – who gives a shit? He's an undrafted free agent. He hasn't earned me to say his name correctly. He sucks. He is coming in as their third quarterback this season. And you expect me to believe that Noah Fant is going to be any viable as a top tight end? And you're going to expect me to believe that the New York Jets aren't going to sack his ass? Greg Williams isn't going to be all up in his butt looking? And Brett Ripien is going to be just screwed? Like, let's get real here. You know what you get at other websites and other podcasts and all this stuff I've seen all week? Oh, you need to sit Hayden Hurst. Well, no shit you need to sit Hayden Hurst because he sucks and he hasn't been anything <laughs> that Austin Hooper was. And let me guess, let me tell you something. Austin Hooper sucked too, and he sucks at Cleveland. <laughs> no offense, actually good. You're getting a real sit and you're getting real advice right here. And Noah Fant is going to be Noah Fart. Oof, God. I'm glad that's not game. And start the New York Jets because they're going to be a top 12 defense this week, and you should get in there, sneak in. They're free probably, and start them. Wowzers. That is that is onion hanging right there. The, starting the Jets defense. Wow. I mean, it's a home game. It's a home game. What's Noah Fant right now? He's got to be a top five tight end, right? Yeah, he's. I think he's top five, top six tight end, and the Jets are consistently three. good versus three. the tight end. You're saying so bench this, the number three tight end. They are the 13th best against the, the 13th best defense against tight end. And guess what? It's just no offense, Jared Judy in a weak ass Brett Ripon Ripon. Who Rippin. gives a shit? Doesn't matter. Rip Ripon. He ain't gonna rip it Brett because he's Rippin, gonna be getting baby. sacked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before I disappear again, I'll give you I'll give you two in a row as well. And I'm I'm starting this week at tight end Eric Ebron because have you ever seen Eric Ebron against the Titans? Ever. 
seems to have some really big games against him from tight end. So I'm, uh, he, oh, I maybe I'm wrong on that. I don't care. But maybe it's just because I hate him. But he seems to always come up with some some all, some big catches against the Titans. Titans have been pretty bad against the tight end so far this year, sharing 16 fantasy points per per matchup. And it's just – it's Eric Ebron. I, 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 whatever, start him. He's going to have a big game, short week, bad circumstances. Defense gives a lot up to the tight end anyway. Go ahead and start him. My sit for defense is the New England Patriots, and this is a simple one. They're a top defense in the NFL, but they're playing the Kansas City Chiefs and Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. I don't like the matchup. I think they're going to finish outside of the requirement to be considering a top for this week, so go ahead and sit them. I don't think they're going to get you many points this week. I'll say this. In 50%, he's only played the Tennessee Titans four times. In 50%, he's gotten one touchdown. So that's not, you know, I have to say, you know, that's a that's a – Plus, oh, and I, forgot this, to I make. forgot this stat for him. He was on the field for almost, it was like 95% of the dropbacks for the Steelers this last weekend. Yeah. So he's he being, was, his usage is, is, is on the rise for that it offense. Is. It is. And they used him in a one on one situation on third and long in the red zone where Big Ben just threw it up to him in the back corner. So they're taking advantage of matchups for Ebron. I'm studying the Steelers right now, obviously. They're taking advantage of matchups with Ebron, and they're not afraid to throw it up to him on a high pressure situation like third down. So. Like, I can't disagree. All right. He so, also seems to have it out for Kevin Byard. Remember that tweet of That's him, my like, point. And maybe maybe that's it. He's got something against the Titans. It's just it's, it's a does. bad mix. It is a bad mix this week for the Titans. Start Eric yeah. E. He's going to have a good game. And I'll also say that because if I'm wrong, great. It helps the Titans. Yeah, there you go. win for me. So, uh, we've given two in a row there. You've already given your tight end. Justin, give us your, your defense you're sitting. So, sticking with the theme here is the Washington defense. It's kind of similar to your pick. They're going against the Ravens. They're number eight defense right now, so they're currently top 12. You may be thinking like, hey, maybe this Washington defense is all right. You know, they're number eight overall. They got a good defensive line, but Chase Young not expected to play with a groin injury that hopefully is not serious because he needs to win rookie of the year, defense rookie of the year, but not playing this week. So sitting Washington defense against Baltimore, I think that's pretty much a no-brainer. Yeah, he needs it for your beginning of the season stuff. But yeah, hopefully that works out for you there. Greenlaw, give us a defense you're starting. Uh, my start of the week for the defense is the Buffalo Bills. They've been pretty mediocre so far this year. I think they're almost average in every single statistic. However, Sean McDermott's a really smart guy, and he just saw the New England Patriots double their car's checkdowns throughout the game last week to shut down their offense. And I think they do the same thing against uh, the Raiders this week. And it kind of plays off what Zach said with his sit of Josh Jacobs. You Hopefully that's the case because uh, I think Buffalo has a has a good game against Derek Carr. I don't think he's a great quarterback when he's forced to go down the field. I think that's what they force him to do, and I think they bottle up the run game. I'd right, stay with you, and let's go on to our favorite position, the flex. Who is your sit in the flex? Uh, my sit is Rex Burkhead, and he had a huge game last week. I think he had 34 points per game, points this past week or something like that. Absolutely ridiculous. But the thing is, he plays for the Patriots. So this isn't as much on Rex Burkhead as it is on the Patriots and how they use running back by committee. Damian Harris is coming back uh, either, you say, this week or next week, Zach? Uh, He is clear to practice this week, but uh, it will probably more than likely be next week. So Damian Harris is coming back in the picture, not, not this week. However, there is he is going to have to fight Sony Michelle for the same thing 
for the for carries as well. So I I don't love the matchup just because he plays for the Patriots, and it's it's not a great running back situation fantasy wise. All the presses. All the presses. Zach Lyons, you got something for us? It sounds like Leonard Fournette could well be out for the Buccaneers on Sunday. Ronald Jones would be busy against the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Interesting. Is Bruce Arians lying to us again, though? Uh, well, let me see who tweeted this, I guess. Leonard Fournette only had 12 carries last week. And Noted liar Bruce Arians, by the way. And Ronald Jones had 13 carries last week. And Just that you- was unexpected because we thought that Ronald Jones right. was toast. And so if this is true... Start your Ronald Joneses. And I think he would be in a flex or a sleeper. Uh, he'd actually follow the top six. So now I got some decisions to make because I still held on to Ronald Jones just in case in some leagues. So what well, does come from noted liar Bruce Arians? I picked oh, up yeah. Ronald Jones mm-hmm. today. Yeah. Wait, you noted picked him up? liar. <laughs> yeah. Someone dropped him? Yeah. How confused are you? What league are you in that drops Ronald Jones? It's after the week league. he just had. Honestly, I don't even know which league it was. I can't remember. Are you just making this up? Or are you confused? I'm not making it up. I picked up Ronald right. Jones. JG, let's get this back on track. Thank you for the breaking news there, Zach. Who is your start in the flex? I'm not going to play the sound effect again. So you guys gave me a little bit of grief for this last week about Will Fuller, who actually ended up scoring a touchdown, which uh, put the Houston Texans ahead. Um, not that anyone said Will Fuller, but you guys were like, oh, Will Fuller sucks. But, no, I said to bench yeah, him, and I was right. So you're Yeah, right. I mean, if anybody was right, yeah. Agreed. If anyone Agreed. was and wrong, I said to bench him, too. I said to bench him, too. I said to bench him, too. But the point is, there are weeks to start <laughs> Will Fuller. I'm, you guys really suck because you said bench Will Fuller, which I said too, and we were all right, but you guys suck for saying that. <laughs> no, no, no. You guys were <laughs> yeah. brief about Will Fuller not having enough value because he was a bench last week. Yeah, but the beginning of the season? But this week, he's not a bench. These are the weeks you drafted Will Fuller for. He's my start in the flex going up against the Minnesota defense. No team is allowing more explosive pass plays than the Minnesota Vikings defense have allowed. We saw the Titans come out and hit Ryan Tannehill hit his first and second passes of over 20 yards through the air against the Vikings defense. Yeah, but that was to Khalif Raymond, not to Will Fuller. Yeah, well, Will Fuller's biggest job is to go deep and catch the ball. Yeah, but he's not as good as Khalif Raymond. (laughs) All right, but he's at least more of a primary option in the offense. I think we can all agree, regardless of differing opinions on Will Fuller's skill level compared to Khalif Raymond's. Um, I do like that pick that would have been my pick had i had starts this week because it just makes too much sense matchup wise despite that i hate will fuller more than maybe any player in the nfl at this point yep that's i don't like will fuller as a as a football fan but i like him as a fantasy football player and i'm definitely starting no that's where i hate him more i hate him more than (laughs) (laughs) give us give us a sit the flex cole beasley buds and we know that I know that John Brown is, you know, currently not practicing everything, but let me tell you about this Raiders defense against the pass. It's actually pretty damn good. And they rank fifth against wide receivers. So, I mean, like they allow, you know, they are the fifth best team against fantasy wide receivers. They've only allowed through three weeks, three passing touchdowns. They have yet to allow a 300-yard passer in three weeks. Not only that, but when you look at Cole Beasley, let's look at two wide receivers that they have played 
that are closely resemble his skill set. Julian Edelman, last week, two for three and 22 yards, no touchdowns. Emmanuel Sanders, one for three, and Emmanuel Sanders was the only option. I mean, pretty much. I mean, let's, let's put that out there. Michael Thomas wasn't playing. One for three, 18 yards. They are covering up these smaller slot receivers. And Cole Beasley, I know he just had a big week last week, and he got all these targets and everything. This is going to be a rushing team like we alluded to. The Bills are going to rush on offense constantly. Brian DeBall, the architect, is what uh, I believe is Evan Silva or Warren Sharp or someone wants to call him. That is the guy that what he's going to do is attack the weakness of this defense, and the weakness of this defense is the run defense. Do not start Cole Beasley. It's not going to work. It's going to look – it's going to fail miserably. It's going to fail just as miserably as starting John Brown last week. Sure. All right. My start in the flex this week is going to be David Johnson. And the rare flip for me, I said sit him at running back last week, but I'm starting him this week as he's going up against the Vikings that we talked about who are giving up 136 yards to opposing offenses, and they just gave up back-to-back 100-yard rushers. So I am back in on David Johnson, and I think he's going to catch a few balls to go with that big day rushing to make it, make it really worth it. And I think he's going to get a touchdown as well to make this all kind of even out. Plus, the Vikings, I think they shot their wad last week. I, I, they are so depleted. I, I, I don't think that they can carry it over two weeks in a row. I really don't. Isn't it weird that David Johnson is considered a flex? Like, Joe Mixon is considered a, you know, spoiler alert, a sleeper. But, like, isn't it weird we that we're in this fantasy team, a fantasy world where David Johnson is just not that great, even on a Houston, Texas team? It's just kind of crazy. I think this is a good matchup this week, and I know what I said earlier about learning from juicy matchups, but I'm going to roll with it, so we'll see. And because you brought up the sleepers, my sleeper, as I was told to change this beforehand, and I went with uh, it. You don't have to bring that up. It's Jamison Crowder, and it's going to be for the same reasons. He's, he looks like he may be getting healthy. If, if he doesn't play, I'll take this loss, but if he does play, I think he's a good one because in his, his one game this year, he was seven catches for 115 yards in the touchdown, and this is a great matchup for this team at the wide receiver plus uh, sharp Perriman still has been he he is out Perriman is out so crowder comes back in he's the more talented receiver he should get the better targets he should get the better share for this game i like it as a comeback game hopefully he's healthy hopefully he plays to make me look smart plus it's the broncos secretary they're getting lit up all over the place yeah, I mean, I think this is a no-brainer, whether it's Braxton Berrios who fell inside the top 75, which means you can't pick him for the, our sleeper picks. Um, I, I think you're right, safe because let me tell you something. The Jets are going to win this game. Just right. saying. No, they're not. Jets are going 0-16, baby. No, they're, they're definitely not going 0-16. They're going 0-Adam Gase. Whenever Adam Gase is fired, who knows? Maybe they'll win a game. But they're definitely we'll going 0-Adam Gase. I like that. Oh, and Adam Gaze. That's a pretty good. That's a pretty good statement. So Zach, give us your start at sleeper. So I changed this last second, and I know I just talked about Emmanuel Sanders, but Emmanuel Sanders is my sleeper pick of the week. He's not doing very well. No, he's but Michael asleep. Thomas. Listen, Michael <laughs> Thomas is about to come back. He's coming back this game, and let me say this: they played the Detroit Lions, who are the who are giving up consistently the fifth most points to wide receivers but when you actually look at you know their fantasy points allowed per game to wide receivers it's actually just um it is deandre hopkins smoked them 
the ninth ranked. So let me say this. It's going to happen. They're the ninth ranked in just total fantasy points, but consistently they are the fifth. The they are giving up the fifth most consistently. Drew Brees is going to just underthrow to Emmanuel Sanders constantly. With Michael Thomas being back, it actually helps Emmanuel Sanders' stock go up. I am all in on some Emmanuel Sanders this week. He will be a top seventy-five player this week. Put him in your lineup. I know he's disappointed. I know. Why do you think that Thomas coming back will help Sanders? Because I feel because like Sanders is not a one. Like when you, take I, I, no, I understand away. that, but I think Thomas and Kamara are going to eat up all of the checkdowns or the short passes Breeze has, and he can't make the long throw anymore. So I, I don't know where the value is there in in Sanders. So he might stay asleep for another. They week. will take away less for from. They'll take less, or they'll take more away from Alvin Kamara. And here and here's why, and I and I believe it. Do not no say people, that. I'm just saying they'll take they'll take some away from him because also you have to understand just how the defense defensive um, backfield will line up. They will make sure to keep Michael Thomas in check to make him throw short. But like on the other side is Emmanuel Sanders. It's, it's just going to be him. I just don't think Alvin Kamara with Emmanuel Sanders and Michael Thomas is going to get what you've seen the last two weeks, which is a lot of targets. But it will it'll just filter. It's just the law of averages, bud. It's math. I can't explain right. it. It's we like will, the universe. I have we to will, argue with that. It's math. Yeah, right? exactly. We will look at the math a week from now. Yeah. Digi, Top 75. <laughs> Top 75. We'll see about that. So this is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> My sleeper is. is Joe Mixon. Look, <laughs> sleepy Joe Mixon. <laughs> sleepy, sleepy Joe Mixon. He's oh, a sleeper, man. so that applies well. Look, he's a sleeper because he's currently ranked 111th overall by Flex Ranks. It includes all running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. 111th. That's pretty bad for somebody who is probably like a late first round pick or maybe an early second round probably, pick. Probably, I think it's a pretty much a lock for the first round. I feel like. Yeah. Okay. I mean, most mostly late first round pick, but I kind of chose him as an excuse to talk about him, to be honest, because um, low risk here. He can be in the top seventy five pretty easily, so I don't have to risk losing it. But I still get a chance to talk about him. Is that Mixon is a slow starter? So if you have Mixon, it's you just kind of kind of hold him. How? You just got to kind of hold on to him for now. If you trade him, you're going to be selling at such a low value. He's a guy that consistently goes off towards the end of the year. So you just got to hold on to Mixon. Eventually, he's going to get in the end zone. That's just how it works. Last year around midseason, Zach Taylor just said, you know what? Our offense would be way better if I gave it to Joe Mixon more. And he hasn't had that epiphany yet this year. I think he's trying to make Joe Burrow like comfortable or whatever by letting him throw 63 times a game or something. But eventually, he's going to give the ball to Joe Mixon. That could be this week. It's a pretty good matchup. The Jaguars' defense is really young and experienced, giving up a lot of points to the Titans and the Dolphins in back-to-back weeks. I'm running with Joe Mixon this week. Fire him up, I have to think at some point that Zach Taylor is going to figure out he can't continue to throw the ball 60 times a game or else he will kill Joe Burrow. Right. Especially behind that offensive line. Who's the defensive coordinator for the Bengals? Somebody. I will agree. It's true. It is somebody. It's true. Hashtag analysis right there. (laughs) A human person. That's more than the Titans have. So human person. Oh, (laughs) gee. Greenlaw, who's your sleeper? 
my sleeper this week is Chase Claypool. Um, Zach originally had Deontay Johnson, who I was going to take, but Deontay Johnson's in the concussion protocol this week, and I don't know if he'll be cleared. So I'm going to take Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool is very fast, and the Titans have a lot of problems with fast wide receivers. They're the 19th worst team in fantasy against wide receivers. And I, this just has rookies. big – Yeah, no kidding. This has big play written all over it. Even if he just catches one bomb from Big Ben, that's all, that's all it's going to take for him to get into this uh, sleeper category of top 25. So are you telling me to 75. bench Odell Beckham to put in Chase Claypool? No, but if it was D- DFS, I would take Claypool for the value over Beckham. I mean, you could have picked Beckham as your sleeper because right now he's like 82nd or something like that. That's true. Yeah, That's but true. it just felt dirty. I had him in there and I looked at him and was like, this feels Yeah, dirty. I had Jarvis yeah. Landry. It's like, Landry, it's like, like having Ooh. Sleepy Joe Mixon as your Yeah, that's what I did. I was like, I have Jarvis so, Landry here, but you know correction. what? Joe Mixon has a lot better chance of being a top 75 player. <laughs> for your correction, it's Lou Anaromo. Who? Anaromo. Lou Anaromo. Rumo? I'm probably saying that wrong. L O U Lou is the so literally just a living human. A N A R U. Oh, is this the Cincinnati Bengals? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I just thought just you were naming some random guy, and I'm like, did I black out? <laughs> Who is he talking about? That's the analyst. That's the analyst for you tonight. So, okay, guys, technical <laughs> problems be damned. Frustrating nights be we damned. We move along. It. We move along. We get the job done. We 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 give you the sits and starts. We give you all the good information. That's going to do us this time for the flex. Remember to check out all of our other podcasts and articles that Broadway Sports has to offer. Zach was wrong five times last week. Check back in next week. See how many times he was right or wrong next Zero. week. Zero. Zero. We're all Downgraded once more. So uh, check us out at broadwaysportsmedia.com. Partner with 440 Sports. Make sure to catch Zach and JG at 1030 Central on Fantasy Overtime for all of your last-minute sit-start advice and late-breaking injury news. Follow Broadway Sports on Twitter at BroadwayTN and the show at Flex on Broadway. Follow Zach at F-Words Pod, JG at Titans Film Room. Greenlaw at Rob on Broadway. Also, be sure and check out our Facebook and Instagram accounts for Broadway Sports Media. Really appreciate it. Remember to subscribe and rate five stars. See you next time, Flexers. Wait. What about members who want to <laughs> who want to donate to a good cause and yes. have a membership to our website? Go ahead. Tell them about it. Well, I'm going to talk to you about the Heimerdinger Foundation, which is a great great foundation and you should go and swap over your membership to that regardless if you're a five dollar membership or a ten dollar membership 999 go swap it just because you're helping either way to get some people help that need help and i feel like i know that everybody here is to get help for their fantasy team but let's get some help for people in real life for their real life team and i think it's a good cause to do it Go swap your membership over to that membership. They get a certain amount of the proceeds. I believe 25%. it's 25%. And that's exactly what I was going to say before I got rudely interrupted. <laughs> you can really help with those family's frustrations. Go ahead and look. Anyway, um, I definitely did not know the answer to that question. Anyway, let's go. 25% goes to the Heimerdinger Foundation. Just get to it. What are you waiting for? Sure. Right, right, not to close you can get some analysis somewhere else. 
But this is all one-stop shop. Fantasy football, Tennessee Titans, Nashville Predators. You have the Nashville Soccer Club. Ben Ooh, and yeah. all those guys are doing stuff on uh, – they're doing live shows now right before the game. Come on. Come join. You get the free stuff, and you get to help a good cause. Come on. And we have a lot of free content, too. But let's help the good cause. I love it. People. Get out there. Do it. See you next time. I'm done with We're that. done? What's I'm that, done. Ryan? Go Can't hear you, Ryan. Are you muted? On, on I, did, I don't think I knew that your hair was so long. Yeah. yeah. So you look like a completely different person with it all. For a long time. A Broadway sports media production.